It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's up, y'all? You tuned in, huh? The Queen side. Yeah, with your host, who? Giselle, uh-huh, the queen, better know it. Hey, you're now rocking with Giselle, the queen. You yeah. got the wisdom of the elders still connect with the team. Uh-huh. Watch it keep the attention of everyone else in between. Needless to say, hey, she's doing a thing. Better believe it, baby. She's gonna make you feel love if you are all alone. Uh-huh. If you want to ask a question, dial her up on the phone. Okay. All the men, they respect her, all the females dream to be a woman just like a she's Giselle, the queen. Talk about it. She's all about the community, and all she wants to do is see a little unity. She's trying to make a better world out there for you and me, okay. and this is how I reply when they ask me who is she. Queen side. Giselle. Queen The queen. Queen side. You're now rocking with the best, ha. Huh? Queen side. Giselle. Queen The queen. Now rocking with the best. Hey. Hello, everybody. This is your girl, Giselle, Queen Size with Giselle. Welcome to another episode. Tonight, y'all, it is going to be absolutely motivating, absolutely, um, just, it's going to be a show tonight that you all need to really pay attention to, to listen to, and and to make sure that you take notes, make sure that you listen intently for information, um, because we have a due diligence, we have a duty tonight. Um, Tonight is Thursday, June the 9th. 2016, um, we are um, getting ready to have on a very, very, inst- this story has really went to my heart, and when I say this is going to be like no other uh, show that we've had, um, tonight we're going to have um, Valencia Harris, the mother of Unique Harris. Um, it's one of these stories that that when you hear it, it is truly something of the heart, but it's also a story of action of what we need to do in order to um, continue going. Uh, October the 9th, 2010, um, Valencia, Ms. Harris, our guest tonight, she spoke with her daughter for the last time. Uh, she spoke to the, her grandchildren. She spoke to um, her uh, niece. And, and they were, everyone was in the apartment fine. And the next morning when the children woke up, Unique was gone. Her keys, her cell phone were missing, her um, her purse and, um, and her glasses were left behind. Um, police tried to look, could determine no file play. 
and and tonight we have her mother here desperately searching for her missing daughter six years later. Um, Ms. Harris, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on to Queen Size with Giselle. Um, when I heard, when I got your story, I um, I could only empathize with what you're going through. I have two daughters myself, and as a mother, it definitely weighed on my heart. And I had to have you on this show. Um, we have millions of listeners um, on this network, and I'm hoping that someone somewhere would hear something and it sparks some sort of a link in order to help you. Well, I definitely appreciate it. I appreciate you taking me um, through, you know, another opportunity to get my daughter's story out there because I'm pretty sure there are still people out there that, you know, don't know of my daughter's story. And you hit it pretty well on the mark in your introduction um, there was um, a situation where, you know, as you said, the police didn't feel like it was foul play involved. However, here I am five and a half years later, and we all can smell that this has foul play. But people don't just disappear. Right. Right. I definitely agree with you on that. Tell us about... Um, the night, the last night that you spoke with her. Unique was upbeat. She had just moved in the apartment where she was abducted from five weeks prior. Um, She was, you know, having, you know, family time, you know, or night with the children as far as, you know, they were going to stay in and, you know, pop popcorn and watch some movies. Unique loves watching movies and she was going to watch movies with the children, and, you know, it was just a regularly planned evening. Okay. And and when you talked to her, everything just seemed normal. Nothing out of place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything seemed perfectly normal. You know, the children were, you know, rambunctious, and, you know, she was, you know, jovial. You, you know, I didn't get any indication that there was anything wrong. That's part of the whole situation that, you know, bothers me. You know, least of all that she had just moved into that apartment five weeks prior. Um, She really didn't, you know, know too many people because she had just recently moved back to D.C. a couple of months prior from Richmond. She had spent, you know, her seniors, uh, senior high school year in Richmond up until the point, you know, a couple of months before she had moved back to D.C. Now, had she, um, and, and I've been reading several, um, several stories related to your daughter, and I was reading in one precept that it was talking about that she may have witnessed something. Tell us about that. Is there any any truth to that, and what are your thoughts about it? Well, that is something that apparently um, is still unresolved. 
So, you know, there's no, you know, in store to that at this point as well. But prior to her um, being, you know, abducted from her apartment, there was some some sort of crime that had happened there. But like I said, that hasn't even come to a conclusion. So as far as I know, so I can't really, really elaborate too much on that. I see. Do you think um, that that would have something to possibly, you think that her disappearance would be connected? Well, I mean, you, um, you go through a lot of different thoughts of what could have happened, what may have happened, and, you know, that's, you know, consumed a lot of the last five and a half, almost six years of my life trying to think of what could have happened to her. And, you know, that, to be quite frank with you, is not an issue that concerns me as much as the fact that she had just moved in that apartment five weeks prior. Okay. And did the apartment complex um, that she lived in, did they have any sort of video surveillance, any cameras, anything that would, would link something to happen with her disappearance? Right. That was one of the first things that, you know, I, you know, introduced to the police department at that time um, as an idea as far as locating her. And apparently the complex that she actually resided in, uh, I believe it's called Hanover Courts, that was, you know, didn't have cameras, but there was a complex directly across from hers that had, to my understanding, the camera, but the camera was inoperable at the time. Wow. And um, that, I, you know, I'm sorry. That, that is, I have, <laughs> that, that is terrible. Um, coming from a property management background, I, I see a lot of um, properties that are um, in certain areas, um, they may not generate the revenue, and they say that they have monitoring system or they say that they have um, cameras and they don't. How yeah. much blame would you put on this this complex? How much? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. How much what would I put on it? How much blame would you put on this complex? Because oh, I, I mean, put, I put I put it a large percentage of the blame on this complex because for one thing, not only was the only camera that was accessible to catch my daughter coming out of that building, you know what I'm saying, or in my opinion, being brought out of that building would have been one entrance with that particular camera in the other complex across the street had. And not only that, there were other issues as far as, you know, my daughter, the outside of her building had a intercom system where you were supposed to have to, you know, buzz up to the person's apartment and they would have to buzz you in. Well, that was right. also inoperable at the time. Wow. Which means any and everybody had access inside of her building. Wow. I am, I'm amazed, but I'm not amazed. Um, 
because if this is occurring so many places, that's why I told people to make sure you listen, you take notes, notate these things because you can pressure um, these business owners to make sure that you are living in a safe environment. I think that's so I definitely that. I agree with you a hundred uh, gazillion percent on that because, you know, we have all these tools, you know, accessible to us. But, you know, when, in my opinion at this point, when it's critical, you know, you have businesses that have cameras and then the cameras don't work. Okay, well, what's the purpose of allowing a business to put a camera up if they're not even going to pay for it to be operable? and secure their patrons or tenants, you know, or customers or what have you. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Not at all. Exactly. I definitely agree. You're paying for a service that that is not provided, not just one medium, but two. The intercom service is not working. The video camera is not working. When you mm-hmm. went to the apartment complex, because I'm sure that you did, when you went to the apartment complex, what was told to you? What did they say? You mean following her abduction? Because I had gone to the apartment complex prior to her, actually before she even moved in the apartment complex. I had gone over there to kind of like, you know, get, you know, what the scenery was like and, you know, the the essence of the community. And I didn't like that. So uh, it's kind of difficult for me to, you know, elaborate on right now because that was one of my sticking points. I did not want my daughter to move in that building. I did not want her to move in that complex period. Mm. And after she was abducted, it was like we were intruding on their territory or something. And, you know, it went all the way from the people that were working, you know, right in the maintenance and rental office all the way up to the realty company where I had one of their representatives to contact me as far as I wasn't supposed to be on their property having vigils for my daughter. So that was like a third flat as far as that apartment complex. Not only did you not protect my daughter, you know, my daughter was paying them what she owed them, you know, no problem. That's one thing she was a stickler about. You know, she is definitely a person that, you know, takes her responsibility seriously. And then for them to not even to provide her proper safety as one of their tenants, one of their residents, you know, and then try to, in my opinion, shut me up and shut me down from even pursuing avenues to locate her was, at that point, just, it left me speechless. And it has definitely left me speechless. Um have, did you did you ever have a time where you were able to talk to any of her neighbors, someone that may have seen her um, during the short period of time that she lived there or may have, you know, had a conversation with her or just saw her, anybody that lived um, near her? 
Yeah, I've talked to several people in that neighborhood. And matter of fact, it's, it's definitely a, 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 light, a nice large number at this point. And, you know, the, the consensus of the people that did have any type of, you know, conversations with her in passing or anything like that had nothing but, you know, yeah, we saw her around here, but either she was going in the laundry room to wash her clothes or she was leaving out going to get her boys or picking her boys up from school or whatever. That's mm-hmm. the you know, the most that I was hearing, you know, from people that I could actually say had had conversations, you know, with my daughter five weeks. This is um, Miss Valencia Harris, everybody. Um, we are in desperate search of her daughter, uh, Unique Harris. The number is 347-202-0389. Press the number one to come in, ask any um, questions, give your condolence, give um, your, your you know, any type of insight. If there are any um, law enforcement uh, that are listening, anything that you can provide us that would um, help um, Ms. Harris um, or aid her in her um, finding her daughter. This is, um, you know, as I stated previously, you know, I have two daughters, and it just, um, a mother never stops looking for her child. Um, no, ma'am. Never Ever, I don't care if you lose your child in Walmart. No, you're not gonna. You're not gonna. The first thing is not going to the the station to to get somebody. The first thing is that you're gonna find your child. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you know it, how difficult has it been for you working with um, investigators in the police department this investigation. Well, to be quite honest with you, earlier on, it was definitely a little bit more difficult because of the fact that, you know, I really don't think initially that, you know, stereotypically, I guess, you know, if, you know, for lack of better words, my daughter didn't fit a certain criteria, you know, she would, you know, would be more likely to, you know, like take off with somebody and leave her kids. And even though my daughter didn't use any drugs or alcohol, I don't understand where that church stereotype came from, period, because we're all individuals. And, you know, when you, when and they initially came to me with non-critical missing posters for my daughter, my first reaction was, well, wait a minute, no, 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 no. It, all, it, it, it just gave me a feeling of, they're not taking it seriously in the beginning, but over time and, you know, by the pure grace of God and, of course, you know, all of you all that are helping me to keep my daughter's story alive, you know, in the media, um, I don't have too many problems now, you know, when I inquire about certain things, but I think I have to just be a little bit more specific because I found out I get better results when I have a list of things to inquire about as opposed to just a random call. Exactly. Have you received any type of um, 
negative uh, communication in regards to you searching for your daughter? From, you mean from the police department or from the public? Well, from anyone. Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there have been, you know, a couple of people that have come, you know, as far as social media, I mean, as far as, you know, people saying things negative and derogatory about my daughter now, you know, um, that is just something that no parent should have to do is humanize their child. Exactly. It shouldn't happen. And when you have people that take a direct front, you know, trying to slander or defame my daughter and, you know, these are people that, you know, knew her, you know, family members, um, as well as, you know, people on the media, you know, in media outlets, you know, for social media, you know, saying, well, my daughter may have went out to a club and, you know, met somebody and, you know, I know that going well, that's not a case because my daughter couldn't have even got out of her building, least of all to a nightclub without her glasses. And for that person that said that, I still have her glasses, so how did she get there? Wow. So now, that's yeah. part, probably the most difficult part of it because my natural instinct, you know, when things like that happen is to just, you know, lose it on the person. But the, with prayer and, you know, me being a God-fearing, you know, forgiving woman and knowing that, you know, we all make mistakes. I've made mistakes. You know, I've said things sometimes probably that really, you know, I didn't realize what I was saying when I said it and affected people a whole lot more than I anticipated it doing. So those things, you you know, you, you can't really, really be thin-skinned about because at the end of the day, I know who and what my daughter is. And that's all that matters to me. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. This, y'all, this is um, a subject that is a matter of the heart. It's very touchy. Right now, we're going to go to um, our first um, musical break. Um, Coney out of New Jersey, I Need You. Then we're going to come back with Miss Harris, and um, we're going to talk more about the disappearance of her daughter, Unique Harris. The biggest regrets are the risks we don't take But I fear if I love you, it'll be a mistake But I got scars I refuse to heal So therefore, I wear long sleeves to conceal how I feel And you're always on my mind Crazy, driving me 
My lows, I overdose. You've been hurt and you've been loved. We all been down that road. And denying how you feel gets old. And I crave you and I need you. I could show you some love doing used to Coney. Ah, ah, ah. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Queen Size with Giselle. Um, our special guest, Miss Valencia Harris. The number is 347 we are um, speaking about her daughter, disappearance, um, Unique Harris, and her search um, going on six years, her search to find um, any missing pieces or links um, that's related to uh, finding her daughter. Uh, Ms. Harris, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have talked about this. Tell us about what type of of growing up, what type of child was Unique? Unique was always a sweet child, always from day one, you know, and I used to be concerned about her as well as my dad because she was a little bit too nice to people that were mean to her from a child. So, you know, that's part of the reason why, you know, I wanted her close to me. You know, Unique lived less than five minutes away from me, which is another source of, you know, you know, unspoken feelings about this whole thing. Um, but she was always, you know, loving and giving, you know. My daughter, you know, just had, you know, that 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 loving, giving, you know, appreciative spirit for everything and everybody. You know, one day me and my younger daughter 
was thinking about, you know, Unique, and she said, Ma, do you realize that Unique was never afraid of anything? I mean, Unique was a pet lover, a people lover, just a lover, period. And that's part of what gives me solace right now. That is a huge part of what gives me solace right now because somebody that is that sweet and gentle and loving of people, this type of evil inflicted upon her can't stay hidden forever because God ain't going to allow it to. And a lot of times when I say they pick the wrong one to abduct or take, I know a lot of people thinking I'm talking about me, and sometimes I am. Y'all picked the wrong mother's child to try to snatch. But for the most part, you know, she was God's child first. He gave it to me. And now right. I just have to have faith and trust and believe that, you know, if he's not going to give her back to me, I know she's already with him. But if she is, you know, I just pray for him to keep her you know, protect it wherever she is. You know, I pray that all the time for God to keep his whole armor wrapped around her in the blood of Jesus from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, wherever she is. So, you know, she was definitely a sweet person. And, you know, me and my other two children joke about it sometimes because they're like, Mom, you say that all the time. I ain't sweet, and like, yeah, y'all sweet too, but at the end of the day, you know, it's it's no irony that just prior to Unique being abducted, she was nurturing me back to health from breaking my leg. Part of the reason why she was at home that weekend for those couple of days because my dad had come up from North Carolina to give her a break from taking care of me. So she could, like, you know, unpack her apartment and things like that because I did realize how excited she was about moving over there. So, you know, I, I, you know, I guess I tuned out everything else and just focused on the fact that she was so close to me. But the one thing we can never get is a false sense of security, especially right. nowadays. Exactly, exactly. Um, what would you say is, um, I know you said that she was a, a very kind-hearted person. Um, mm-hmm. Would you say that that's her one of her best qualities, or what would you say was the best thing that you could remember about her, or what was a story that you could remember about her that just absolutely brings joy to your heart right now? I mean, as I, the, the the one that I think of right off the top of my head right now, and there's so many of them that go through my mind, but the one that I think of when you asked me that question, you know, right now at this very moment is when Unique was maybe about three years old. Unique had this doll that she just loved, this doll. She loved this doll. She loved this doll. She would never let, you know, people play with the doll or anything, you know, because she loved this doll so much that she didn't want, you know, the doll to get lost or anything like that. So at one point, you know, there was somebody else, another child, that told Unique, okay, if you don't let me play with your doll, I'm not going to be your friend no more. And... Just for this child to be her friend and like her and realize that she loved her as a friend, she let this child play with her doll. 
And, you know, of course, I guarded it and made sure my baby got her dog back and all that other sort of stuff. <laughs> but that was something that triggered in me where I had to actually reprimand her for. Because if a person is not going to be your friend, they're not going to be your friend if, they, if you give them your doll or not at the right. end of the day. So that's like one of the stories that really, really let me know the depth of the love that my child has in her heart for people. She seems to be um, a very amazing person. Um, why someone would want to abduct her um, it makes absolutely no sense um, to me, even hearing her story, hearing her personality traits, and hearing more about her. Um, do you ever get to a point where you feel like giving up is an option? Giving up is an option? No. Sometimes I do feel like giving up, like, you know what, I just can't do this no more. Maybe I need to take a break from doing this, you know, or, you know, push back from it for a little while and try to retreat and regroup. But it's always something that's deep down in my spirit and my very soul that will not let me do it. It will not let me do it. And I always try to look at that as, that's unique saying, come on, Ma, come on now, come on, you know, you no, know, you can't give up now, come on. So, because you know, I'm sure you already know, you never know where your lead is going to come from. You right. never know where that one lead is going to come from that's going to break the whole thing open and bring her back home to her two boys. And that's my ultimate goal at the end of the day is to make sure that my child reunites with her children. Because, you know, people that do these type of things, they don't realize the damaging effect they have on other people that are close to whoever they're targeting. My grandson, my oldest grandson, still has problems sleeping to this day because his mom was taken in the middle of the night. He went to bed one night, and his mama was there, and he woke up, and she was gone, and he hasn't seen her since. And my younger grandson was going through this frustration thing, you know, this anger situation. So, you know, and then at the end of the day, I have to still pray for this person or these people. Because I think it was something that it was, you know, more than one person in concert, you know, you know, that, you know, set this up at this point. I definitely knew at the onset that, first of all, my child was taken. She didn't just leave. And second of all, she wasn't taken against, she was taken against her will. It was not of her own volition. And third, you know, it takes, if it's not a random situation, it takes plotting and planning of something right. like that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You you speak of forgiveness for the person that abducted her. Um, you seem to have a very strong, strong faith. Um, okay. How are you... 
how are you pulling it together with the children? Because, of course, as you said, they are definitely affected. Even though they did not see or witness anything, they know that their mother was there. They have an awareness that their mother was there. Exactly. And when they awoke, she was gone. So it's kind of like a moment of abandonment inside of of them. Um, and it's not from their mother, but their mother was taken. So it's like, you know, you know, I was protected when I went to sleep. I woke up, and now what? Exactly. Um, how are you pulling it together for for them? Well, they, let me go back. First and foremost, the love, grace, and mercy of God and all my prayer warriors, and Unique's prayer warriors and our supporters, they are playing the most pivotal part in this. I can just feel that people, and sometimes people that I don't even know, are praying for me and my child and my family. So that helps and at a situation now with my grandchildren because not only do I have Unique's two boys, but I have two other grandchildren, too. I have four grandchildren all together. And I can say outside of, you know, God's love, grace, and mercy, and the people that are praying for us, my grandchildren, in my words so many more times, are my reasons for breathing. Because when you are in a situation like this, and this is a situation that, you know, everybody don't understand. Because you can tell when, you know, certain people say certain things that they're sympathizing with you, but they can't empathize with you. They can't put themselves in your position because they're not where you are and in right. your position. But it definitely helps tremendously that I have my grandchildren to kind of like try to, you know, guide and navigate right now. But that gets to be a little bit tricky sometimes, too, because I kind of hold them a little bit closer now. You know, I don't even want them out of my sight. You know, I'll just it's just this trauma that you go through, that you're always fearful that, you know, something like this can strike at the drop of a hat again. So, you know, it, it it's never a moment of rest from this, but let's just say my reprieve is in God, my prayer words, and my grandchildren. Hands down. Y'all, y'all are listening to Ms. Valencia Harris um, right here on Queen Size with Giselle. The number is 347-202. Zero three eight nine. We're gonna to go to a small break. We're gonna come back and um, we're gonna finish up with Miss Harris and, and get all her contact information. Um, uh, right now, we're gonna to go to uh, the Realist YK Divided States of America. This is the division: Muslim versus Christian, science versus religion, education versus ignorance. Too stubborn to set aside our differences. Fathers against sons, daughters against moms, black against white, wrong against right. With love out of the picture, compromises out of sight. Only thing left is death versus life. 
dear Lord, I finally get it now. I was stubborn as hell and I admit it now. I was blinded by the money and the skirts, not knowing that I could have it all if I put you first for real. No, no, I'm not perfect. To tell the truth, I don't know if I'm worth it. Three decades trying to figure my purpose. Thought I had friends, found out I had serpents. But we got bigger problems. Look at this country falling. Look how they did my brothers and sisters down in New Orleans. Chicago getting worse. They blame it on our color. One man come up as all the reason to kill each other. They put us on assistance and placed us in them fences. Made every zone gun free until we're all defenseless. Money make a man deny his own heritage. It's embarrassing to divide the states of America. People dying every day. Children lost and have no way. I pray to God that you're still with me. And when it's If you live with them walls What's success if you ain't give it your all Or even willing to fall Imagine if Michael Jordan never picked up a ball Nah, my people we always wish more Want more, but our grandparents' generation Always fought more For liberty and justice, that's what they sought for Everybody claim they a soldier But they don't want war The government don't like to see our families living right Turned us against each other Started with women's rights Ain't nothing wrong with independence, I ain't knocking that But when you tell me you don't need a man I ain't jocking that Can they give our baby mama's handouts Pay the rent, feed the kids if they kick the man out Cuss each other out while the neighbors stare at us It's embarrassing to divide the states of America People dying every day Children lost and have no way I pray to God that you're still with me And when it's on my back cause I'm willing to carry it don't need a horse I pull my own chariot I love this hip hop but I'm not willing to marry it ain't nothing wrong with stunting but do you give back do you neglect to help the children where you live at do you see some drugs or send them to the pen or hanging with known fellas can get you a hundred years the lawmakers laugh at us cause we drop out of school soon as we learn mathematics we just want to count, should be counting our blessings Cause soon as the days are counted, they gon' counter with weapons And the kids are so lost, trying to be us Nobody's bragging education, we brag about re-ups Sad to say, but I'm one of the guilty characters And it's embarrassing to divide the states of America People dying every day Children lost and have no way I pray to God that you're still with me And when it's Welcome back, y'all. This is uh, Giselle here, host queen, queen size with Giselle. And we have Ms. Felicia Harris here um, with a plea and a search for her daughter, Ms. Unique Harris, um, who has been disappeared um, since October of 2010. Um, Tell if you could, if the person that took your daughter would be listening right now, what is the message that you would give them? What would you say to them right now? 
I'm 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 definitely praying for them and I'm praying for their family and I'm praying that their mother or their father or any of their family have to go through what they're putting their minds through. And if you if your daughter could hear you right now, talk to her, talk directly to her right now, what is in your heart and what you want to say to her. Unique, your mother loves you dearly still. She is still looking for you. She will not stop looking for you if you're within the sound of my voice and you're somewhere that you're being held against your will. You do whatever you can and use all options that your mother taught you to get away and get help. And regardless of what happens, I'm still praying for you, and I want you to continue to pray to pray and keep God first and ask him to lead you back to us where you belong. And I love you, I love you, I love you, and Mama has not given up yet. And I never will until you're home. I have a profound respect for you, Ms. Harris, profound respect for you. You are the epitome of what a mother should be. Um, The ladies and women that are listening out there, this is what a a lioness does for her cubs. She goes to the death to ensure their safety, to make sure that they are brought home. She does that, and you have nothing but respect for me and the staff here at Just Like Me. Thank you, um, thank you, and I appreciate and love you guys for even, you know, taking an interest in my story because I'm pretty sure you all know by now it's not easy to get our story told on a, you know, large number you know, as far as the many people that we get to reach, you know, CNN, you know, they are, I guess, too big. It's, it's, you know, those major networks. They're, you know, the more sensational the story, you know, the better. And, you know, the bottom line is all of these stories need to be told. I see some, some things on the news now, and I'm like, they would rather put that one there than, you know, put a picture out of a missing person to try to help their family, you know, even if it's not my daughter, if it's somebody else. Because, you know, by the grace of God, my daughter, I believe, has gotten a lot more attention than some of us in our tale. And, you know, that's why, you know, I open up myself as far as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that, you know, to be a light and a rainbow in somebody's cloud. That's, I think, part of why I'm in this position is to help somebody else to keep moving when they don't feel like they can do it anymore. Their mornings when I wake up and I'm like, I just don't want to even get out of the bed. But you have to keep pushing because your loved one depends on you because if not you, then who? Because they're just a case number to other people. I say it all the time. It's a shame, you know, we that are in this position have to humanize our loved ones to people, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, the detectives and things on my daughter's case, they go home to their kids and their family. You know, I'm the one that wakes up with this and goes to bed with we that are, you know, here in the trenches in this situation, 
and this issue, you know, we carry and bear the brunt of it, but it's people like you and your show that keep giving us hope and encouragement and inspiration to keep moving because I was, like, so stoked about, you know, yes, now my baby has another platform, and I thank God for each and every platform that she's had because Unique has gone. I said it in the beginning, and I was still, you know, on crutches at the time when this all happened. But I said it in the beginning. I'm I'm going to take her story locally. I'm going to take her story, you know, uh, nationwide, and then I'm going to take her story globally. And by the pure grace, love, and mercy of God and God putting certain people in my path, that happened, and it's still happening. So I have nothing but, you know, love and respect for you guys, and I appreciate you guys telling these stories that, you know, sometimes, you know, other networks and, you know, shows don't want to tell. You know, I also have a um, a PayPal account for you, Nick. I have an email address because I like to accept advice from people as well because when you're in a situation like this, you're not, you know, your thinking is not always fine-tuned. And if sometimes people send me an email or something and it'll jog something else in my mind to do that I hadn't even thought of, and I'm so appreciative you know, to those things because in my, you know, mind, they're blessings. And I like to also give it back. Another family, mother, parent, cousin, or whatever that's in this position, I like to be able to tell them because, first of all, when you're in the, in the beginning phases of this situation, you don't know what to do. And if I can tell somebody else, well, okay, well, I did this, so you go ahead and do that, and or, you know, I did this too, and you go, that's what, you know, in my mind, this whole thing is all about for me because, you know, God don't just put us in the middle of the ocean if we can't swim. He doesn't do that in situations like this. You understand what I'm saying? He going, you know, he going to provide what you need. And he, for the last five and a half years, you know, it was a sign out of the gate from God, I guess, because Unique was abducted on 10, 10, 10, October the 10th, 2010. 10, 10, 10. That was like, you know, a sign for me right out the front that, you know, okay, something is a little bit fishy about this, and, you know, this is more than just what we see. And, you know, by the grace of God, I've been keeping it moving on a positive note by any means necessary, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. Tell everybody where they can... um, Tell everybody where they can donate or if you have any sort of um, website or anything that's set up for Unique. Okay. Well, I have, first of all, I have Unique's GoFundMe account. It's at GoFundMe.com, and it's under Find Unique Harris Fund. That is the name of that. And then I have also a PayPal account that's under my email address, which is Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, underscore V as in Valiant, A-L-627 at yahoo.com. And I'm also on Instagram. You know, I put, you know, various information about Janique on my Instagram page. I'm on Instagram under Valencia Harris, Queen V as in Victory. I'm on Twitter at at Harris underscore V-A-L-627-Y-A. 
And I also have a Gmail, but if you send me a Gmail, it will go directly to my my um, Yahoo account. But for those of that, for those of you that want it, it's v harris six two seven dot v h at gmail dot com. And I appreciate all the love and support that I've gotten. I always have to, you know, you only as, as strong as your support system. And you know, before this situation. I never saw or realized that you could have a support system outside of your family. But I am so overwhelmed with gratitude and appreciation for, you know, unique prayer warriors and, you know, people that are praying for her. You know, you can pray right at home. You don't have to come out to a prayer vigil or anything like that, you know, which we love to yeah. have you. all are welcome. And give out hugs by the dozen, but um, and I like to get those hugs by the dozen, you know, because you know every prayer, every hug, every kind, encouraging, inspirational word is something that can get somebody through their day, and it does for me. It truly does. Well, we thank you here, at Queen Size, for coming on our show. If there's anything that we can do um, for you, we'll definitely get the word out for you. Um, our show is um, is a national. Uh, we have 5.6 million listeners on our um, network, and we also um, have some um, people that are listening in the UK. Uh, so it, it definitely is a global platform for you. Um, if there's anything that, you know, we can do to continue to share the communication and the word for you, um, I personally will definitely assist you with that. We are linked on social media, so if there's anything that, you know, that I can do to assist you, I definitely can and will do that. Um, Because, again, as I've stated um, repeatedly throughout the show, I am a mother. Um, I definitely can empathize with – with how you feel. So I, yes. I thank you so much for coming on and much blessing to you. You're definitely you on my list. You are so welcome, darling. And thank you for having me. And, you know, I'm going to be praying for you that God keeps you doing what you do as well. Thank you so much. All right, sweetheart. Yeah, that was Ms. Valencia Harris, um, the mother um, very strong, strong, strong woman um, looking for her daughter, Unique Harris. Um, as I close this show, you know, as a mother, I, I can never even imagine the the pain and the torment that Miss Harris is feeling right now. Her strength is off the charts. Um, I, I, I could not imagine being so strong. Uh, we have to have a sense of responsibility when it comes to our children um, and even though Unique was an adult, she's still someone's child. If anyone out there, if you saw anything, if you if you are afraid to say something, you know, you only get one chance to make things right in this world. Only one chance to make things right in this world. You only have one life to live. And once you have that, once you've exhausted that one life, there is no more earth for you. So if you saw anything, if you know anything, if you heard anything, if you think anything, if you think it's just absolutely nothing, please use the information that she provided and and just drop her 
some sort of nugget that was going to assist and was going to help her in aiding finding her child. She is an amazing person, and I have nothing but respect for her. Um, it is it is a time, everyone, where we have to learn to stick together when it comes to situations of this sort. No one wants to experience this type of hell because that's exactly what it is. Um, to to have a child um, to to pass, which I can identify with that. Um, having my son um, die at a very early age, um, and to have a you know to look for your child and not be able to find your child, it's also um, a very uh, tormenting event to occur. All we ask is that you look deep within yourself and try to identify with Miss Harris and how she feels. The only thing that she wants right now is her daughter back. Everything else is pretty much minute. But all she wants is to see and hug her daughter again. And at the end of this show, I will tell you all this, that I am going to personally share flyers. I'm going to, you know, put it in several groups, um, off the grid and on the grid, everywhere, um, to anyone that could provide assistance for her. I would never want to, to put this. We have to learn to put into the world in order for good to come back to us. Today has been a very emotional, emotional day um, here uh, with Queen's Eyes with Giselle. I'm going to leave you guys with this. Make sure you guys check me out in Atlanta um, this weekend with the Ewe Fresh Day Spa. Miss Janet Ponder, um, I'll be doing that show and also will be doing a cooking segment with uh, celebrity chef Mar Reese at the same event. So I'll be worth wearing two hats at that event. So if you're in the Atlanta area, make sure you come out. Um, I'll be doing some live feeds, um, get in on the live feed interviews, um, whatever you can do to share. Um, we're only going up from here. Queen Size has um, been an instrumental uh, show, in my opinion, to the Dust Spot Network. I'm very excited and very um, thankful for City J for allowing us uh, to have this show, it has definitely become, um, definitely become a really good piece and part of my um, work performance, um, and, and it's been near and dear to my heart. Uh, I have desperately attached myself to this show, uh, and and I'm here. I'm here, Dallas. I'm here to stay uh, for however long that you all want me to stay here. We have a lot of good things to come very soon in the near future. So uh, we want you guys to continue to listen, continue to tune in, continue to, um, you know, show me the support that I have gotten because we've gotten a lot of support um, since I've been here, and I'm so appreciative of everything that you have done. So nothing else, either you're going to join the movement or you're going to watch the parade. Good night, everybody.
What's up, y'all? You tuned in uh-huh. to Queenside, yeah, with your host, who? Giselle, uh-huh, the queen, you better know it. Hey, you're now rocking with Giselle, the queen. You yeah. got the wisdom of the elders still connected with the team. Uh-huh. Watch it keep the attention of everyone else in between. Needless to say, hey, she's doing a thing. Better believe it, baby. She's gonna make you feel love if you are all alone. Uh-huh. If you wanna ask a question, dial her up on the phone. Okay. All the men they respect her, all the females dream to be a woman just like her. She's Giselle, the queen. Talk about it. She's all about the community. And all she wants to do is see a little unity. She's trying to make a better world out there for you and me. Okay. And this is how I reply when they ask me who is she. Yeah. Queen side. Giselle. Queen queen the queen. Queen side. You're now rocking with the best. Ha. Queen side. Giselle. Queen the queen. queen Now rocking with the best. Hey. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.